Amen? Okay. Um, today is, is going to be a little bit different than where we've been. We've been in Ephesians chapter 4. Um, I'll tell you what happened to me and why we aren't going to be in Ephesians chapter 4 today. Um, I have been studying Ephesians 4 since last Sunday. We finished uh, Ephesians chapter 3. been studying it every morning, going over my words, finding the definitions, writing it down, taking notes. And then I was right after uh, studying Ephesians chapter 4, got up. I was like, you know what? I need to, you know, clean up before everybody wake up in the house. I was just doing a little bit of cleaning. And um, what I'm about to tell you just got dropped uh, into my spirit like that. It was fast. Like, when I tell you scriptures were just like coming, I was like, okay, I need to stop and go write these down before I forget. Um, and so that's what I did, and that's what we're going to be today. Somebody, the title this morning, I don't normally do this either. Um, somebody look to your neighbor and say, listen, but don't be led. And you'll figure out what that means in just a second. Uh, today, I want to uh, debunk the thought that all of our emotions are bad, are sinful, are immature, or are wrong. I want to debunk that thought in the house today. There's this uh, ongoing uh, thought process that we have in the church today that, that we feel that all of our emotions are wrong. And they are all of the flesh and we need to get away from every bit of our emotions. But I think when we do that, I think it causes us to be turned away from um, some of the things that God wanted us to have because God gave us emotions, right? So they, they can't be all bad. We need to figure out how do we navigate through the emotions that we have. Um, and, and so today I want to do that. Look, let's look at the definition of emotion. I just looked this up on, on Google. It's, it's a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstance, one's mood, or relationship, all right? So when we look at emotion, emotions are reactions to uh, circumstances, so things that happen to us. They are reactions to our mood. And, and, and has anybody ever, are you one of those people that all of a sudden you just, you know, feel sad? Just nothing happened. There wasn't any circumstance. You just felt sad. Okay, that's a, that's a reaction to a mood or um, and then uh, our reaction to our relationships, emotions come out of those, and not just husband, wife, not just boyfriend and girlfriend, that's sister, brother, with mothers, fathers, that's what so many people, any relationship you have, there are emotions that comes out of those. Um, and so I want to look at this for just a, a moment, and, and I'm not going to be long. I can promise you that because I'm tired of hearing myself talk out of my nose already. Um, but I want to look at it for just a moment uh, and try to balance out emotions so that we can react to our emotions the right way, so that we can handle them the right way. There is a balance. We don't need to be emotional, emotionless, but we also don't need to be too emotional. Okay. Uh, so the first uh, point I want to uh, make to you is that emotions are beneficial. We use that word. Emotions are beneficial. Uh, and the first point I want to make to you out beside that one is because emotions are beneficial, I want to show you why. Uh, they are given by God. In Genesis chapter 1, we don't have to go to verse 31. We know that God created us in his image. 
Um, God created us in the likeness of him, and we know that God put everything in us. So if God put everything in us and he put emotions in us, are emotions inherently bad? No. No. Because every, what did you say? Okay, it's all right. We're going to get there. We're going to get to the bad and the good. I'm not, we're going to balance this thing out, I promise you. Um, emotions aren't bad because God gave them to us, right? He gave them to us. Where's my other verse? I didn't have time to memorize this one because it just came to me yesterday. Uh, and the next one, uh, another way to show that emotions are given by God is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 10. This is one we can pull up. Um, it says, for godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation. Uh, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. Godly sorrow. Right? That emotion leads to repentance. And when we have sorrow or we grieve over our sin. Okay? So we're already debunking that thought that all emotions are bad or evil or not good for us. And I need to just not listen to my emotions. Okay, that's, that's, that's not good. I'm going to show you how in just a second. All right, so um, emotions are given by God. The next one is, uh, the next proof I want to show you that emotions are beneficial is that biblical figures were moved by emotion. All right, go to John chapter 11, verse 38. I got a lot of verses, so you can try to just write them down. Uh, it says, then Jesus, again groaning to, in himself, came to the tomb it was a cave and a stone lay against it. Here, this is Jesus uh, with Lazarus, and the people were, uh, Jesus had just finished, he just wept, all right? He was emotional there. And then this time, the people are still groaning. Uh, the people are still weeping and grieving, but Jesus knows what's about to happen, and it says Jesus begins to groan again in himself, all right? Now, this is not saying that Jesus was sad right here in the context. Jesus was getting frustrated with them, still grieving after in him knowing what was about to be done. Him knowing he's about to raise Lazarus from the dead. And he's already said this to Mary. He's already, he's already given them hints of what's about to happen. And they're still grieving and mourning. So Jesus was emotional. Not only that, and we, I didn't put this one in there, but another time we saw that there was the 5,000 that was in the field and Jesus had compassion on them, so he fed them. Remember that? Okay? That was an emotion. He had compassion toward them. Uh, another one is Matthew chapter 14, verse number 14. I'm trying to remember all these because they came so fast. And when Jesus went out, he saw a great multitude, and, every, yeah, and he was moved with compassion for them and healed their sick. All right? And then let's go to Exodus chapter 2, verse number 1 through 6. I think I put it on there. Now, I tried to use, because there were, there were a lot of uh, examples I could have given you, so I tried not to use only famous people, all right, that we, famous people that we think in the Bible. So, like Moses, Jesus. I'm not talking about Moses here, but it does deal with him. And a man of the house of Levi went and took as, took as wife a daughter of Levi. So the woman conceived and bore a son, and when she saw that he was a beautiful child, she hid him for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, I'm sorry, let me ask you this question. Why did she hide him? They were going to kill him. So she was afraid. Okay, she was afraid. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of bulrushes for him, uh, dubbed it with asphalt and pitch, 
put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. Now, we all know what happened. I'm going to stay there. Don't, don't leave yet. We all know what happens here. But out of her fear, it caused her to move. Okay? Out of her fear, it caused her to, I got to do something about it. Okay? Now, watch this. Go back to four. I'm going to show the. Uh, and his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Verse number five, Moses' sister. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to, the, to, ba- to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. Verse number six. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept. So she had compassion on him. Compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrew. Children's emotions are not all bad. We see biblical figures moved by emotions all the time that cause them to do the will of God. All right. Thank you. I was nervous about this at first, but I'm good now. God, uh, and here's my next point, that emotions are beneficial. God has emotions. Go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 30. It says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. So we can grieve him. We can grieve God. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. The next one is Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 and 6. It says, then the Lord saw that the wickedness of men was great in the earth and that the very intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Verse number 6. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieved in his heart. Numbers chapter 12, verse number 9. I really don't know how I find this one. So the anger of the Lord, so the Lord gets angry. That's an emotion, right? So the anger of the Lord was aroused against them, and he departed. So if God has emotions, then emotions can't be bad. There is such a thing as a holy anger um, that we can possess as well. The next point I want to make to you that emotions can be beneficial is that the Bible shows that it's okay to be emotional. In Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse number 4, and I could have used the rest of this, but I just wanted to get this one. There is a time to weep. There is a time to laugh. There is a time to mourn and a time to dance. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to be sad. There are times for these things. Right, there are times for these things. Uh, James chapter 5, verse number 13. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. And that's, I'm going to make a point about that a little bit later. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. It's okay, right? It's okay to be happy? <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse number 4. I may have to explain this in a little. It says, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say Rejoice. Now, Paul is writing this from a prison cell and telling you to rejoice in the Lord always. When you look at the word rejoice, um, it, talks, it comes from uh, our joy, which joy is the response to, to grace. And so he's telling you to rejoice, grab onto the grace that God gives you, and take that and respond to it. Rejoice in the Lord always. Rejoice. He says, again, I say rejoice. That's an emotion. We should be joyful. Okay? We should be joyful. And it is, it's beneficial because I'm going to show you the rest of this verse in a little bit too. Psalms chapter 67, verse 4. I hope I wrote that down right. It says, Oh, let the nations be what? 
glad and sing for joy, for you shall judge the people righteously and govern the nations on earth. All right. And then the last one, and I just want to point out this one uh, emotion uh, by itself. And we all know this and we know all the scriptures of it is uh, Proverbs 1, 7. It's fear. It's fear. Proverbs, uh, did I write, put that one in there? No, I'm sorry. It's the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. What is fear? It's our, uh, to fear God, we, we, this is what I always thought. Because every time I read a verse or a scripture that tells us to fear God, I'm like, how can I just make myself? You can't just make yourself scared of something. It's not how it works. But God knows if you get yourself into his presence, you're not going to have a choice but to be afraid because of his presence, because of his holiness. So we have to be able to put ourselves in the position in God's presence so that we see him for who he truly is so that we can fear him. Because our fear is going to be our response to seeing him, to being close to him. Has anybody ever um, noticed in the scriptures, every time someone sees like an angel of the Lord, or they, uh, anytime you see that, everybody is fearful and they usually fall to their face, except for maybe like Joshua, who was like a mighty warrior, so he's ready to fight. But everybody else falls to their face in fear. Okay, the fear of God. Emotions can be beneficial, and the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge, is what it said in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. So fear is even good. But, and here's, that was point number one was emotions can be beneficial. And then all those other points are sub-points of point number one. Uh, point number two, emotions can be misleading. Okay, I got to work both sides here. I'm not just going to work one. All right, our emotions can be misleading because they were bent in the fall. So Genesis chapter 3, sin comes into the world, and now everything that was perfect, everything that was wholly good is now not wholly good anymore. It's bent because of the curse that sin has, because of the effect that sin has on us. Our emotions are now bent. Now we are not thinking uh, with the mind and with the spirit that is connected to God, that, is, um, that, our, that we are walking in him all the time. There is no separation. There is no flesh hindering our ability to hear God and, and know what his will is for our life. But after sin, there is this separation. And our spirits uh, were dead and our hearts had become darkened because of it if we, weren't, if we aren't saved. I know as believers we're alive, but before that, our spirits were um, dead and our hearts were dark. So now we can't believe in, in those moments, we can't believe our emotions because they'll mislead us. They aren't connected to the word. They aren't connected to the things that make them good. And so we have to be careful with our emotions, because we live in a sinful world. Somebody say they're bent. All right? Uh, emotions can be misleading when they are based through our flesh, when they are based through our own understanding. Proverbs uh, chapter 3, verse 5 through 7, we know this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Uh, verse 6. 
In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. And I'm rushing through these first two sections because I really need to get to the next one. Uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 through 27. It says, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Verse 27, I think I put it now. Yeah. And nor give place to the devil. And the reason I'm trying to remember why I put this in there, I do remember. Uh, I told you earlier that Jesus got, that God gets angry. Remember that? Number 12 now, God got angry. And now he's telling us, um, you can be angry and not sin. See, we can, there's an anger that we can have that we can possess and not sin. But then when we allow our anger to be fulfilled in our flesh, when we allow our anger to be based on our own understanding, it causes us to sin. It causes us to do what God didn't want us to do with our anger. Does that make sense? Okay, there's a holy anger that comes, and I'll give you an example of a holy anger. I remember one time sitting in a service, not here, at another uh, church, and listening to uh, the pastor preach a sermon that was completely against what the scripture that he was reading. Like, it was just way off, and he was just basically, you know, venting. It sounds like to me he was just venting some of his frustrations that he had. And... Um, I had never felt this before, but there was like a burning inside of me, and I was just like shaking while I'm sitting there listening uh, to the guy teach this uh, message, the pastor, excuse me, teach this message, and I didn't know, I couldn't explain it. it's, It's hard for me to explain it now, but I was shaking because of the anger that was inside of me, and later I went home and prayed about it and was reading about it, and it was a holy anger because people were being misled. Uh, Matthew chapter, let's skip that one. Let me go to my next point in that one. Emotions can be misleading. Uh, when we allow emotion to be the compass of our life, this is when emotions go outside of where they're supposed to be. When we allow our emotions to lead us and guide us into what we're doing, this is when it becomes an issue. This is when it becomes a problem. Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 7. We know this story. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and, and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time her bro- his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry, and why has your countenance failed? Fallen, sorry. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it. When we allow, and we obviously know what happens in this uh, in this part of Genesis that Cain eventually kills Abel because he is led by his anger. Instead of him ruling over his anger, he allowed his anger to rule over him. So when we allow our emotions to rule over us, we find ourselves doing things that God hadn't called for us to do. Now, 
where we need to be. I told you I wasn't going to be long. My third point is this. How do we navigate through our emotions? I have several of one, two, three, four, five, I think. How do we navigate through our emotions? Number one, listen to your emotions to try to understand what they are telling you. Right? And this is where the person who, is, who thinks that emotions are all terrible or all bad fails. Because God has given us emotion. He's given it to us for a reason. So if you don't listen to it, now I get it and I understand it. You know, emotions mislead us. That, I just said that. They can be misleading. But we have to determine, okay, is, does this, uh, when I say listen to them, you got to be able to listen to your emotion and determine, okay, is this real or fake? Is this a, this a real emotion I should be having or is this just something, you know, I'm just way off base on this one. Okay, so you, you got to be able to listen to that emotion. Is it real or is it fake? Is this flesh or is this spirit? You need to be able to question those things. A lot of times we have emotions and we just go with it. Or we just say, oh, that's just terrible, so I'm not going to touch it at all. I just, that's just me being me, so I just need to. You need to listen to your emotions. You have to weigh them. Is this from God or is this not? Is this real or is this fake? And you can see, and most of you can see, and I know I can see it in myself at times, how we can be so far on either side of that. We don't have an equal balance. We just, some people are just real emotional and they go with everything that they feel. And some people are just like not emotional at all and every emotion is wrong. And neither one of them is right. That should be a balance. So you need to listen to your emotions. The second one is you need to understand your spiritual state in the moment of the emotion. This is a big one. Understanding your spiritual state. What do I mean by that? You know, when that happened, was I, was I spiritual that day? Was I in my word that day? Was I prayerful that day? Was I, did I do any worshiping that day? Where was my head at? Was, I, was my mind on the spirit or was my mind on the flesh when I had that emotion? See, first you listen to that emotion and you try to wait, is this real or fake? Then you need to determine, okay, where was I? Not the place, but where was I in my mind state, in my heart, when that emotion came up? Because if you don't check that, then you're still going to be off base. You need to determine where was I when this happened. Because we can, we, lie, we can lie to ourselves. Our emotions, well, let me say, our emotions can lie to us. And we can lie to ourselves based off of where we think we were when those things happen. All right. The third thing, and we kind of already went over this, but don't trust them. Trust God. And I, I li- I'm waiting on the last point. The last point is good. I really like it. Don't trust your emotions. Trust God. So you listen to them. You weigh them. You understand, okay, is this real or is this fake? All right? But you don't trust them. You just listen to them. That's why, hence the title, listen but don't be led. Number four, you need to uh, 
bound your emotions by scripture. Okay? Ephesians 6:14, we've seen this one before. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with the truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. Let's just say right there. Now, having girded your waist with truth. So the stomach, the gut is the uh, like the, they say the seat of your emotions back in the day. So like your belly, you know how you get that feeling in your belly when you get nervous and all that stuff? Uh, that is the seat of your emotions. So you put the truth around that. Okay? You gotta your emotions need to be uh, need to be fenced in by Scripture. They don't ever need to get outside of Scripture. Okay? It's okay to have the, that's why it says, uh, be angry but do not sin. There's an anger that you can have within Scripture. But once it gets outside of the bounds of Scripture, that's when it becomes sin. Let me give you an example of this. I wrote it on my paper, uh, but I didn't put it in here. Um, when you... It, Man, I want to kill somebody. All right, somebody does something to me, and I just want to kill them. Okay, I just. But Scripture says we don't. Okay, keep it in. There you go. I have this feeling in my heart towards someone. Anger. Scripture says we shouldn't. So what does that mean? I got to get rid of it. Keep your emotions bound by Scripture, okay? Now, you can go find whatever emotions you have and make sure you put them in there. This means we have to have some understanding of the Scripture also, okay? So you can understand what's good, what's uh, right, what's wrong, what, what we should place around it, what, how far should we go with emotions. And then the last one, this is the one I really like. Let your emotions lead you to either prayer or praise. Let your emotions either lead you to prayer or praise. So if you're having if you're having negative emotions, I said let it lead you to prayer. If you're having bad feelings, emotions, whatever's going on, that should cause you to fall on your knees and pray. You can have emotions about yourself, emotions, negative emotions about yourself, negative emotions about your job, negative emotions about relationships, those should lead you to go to prayer because those emotions are really anxieties that we are having, and the Bible tells us that we are supposed to give those anxieties to the Lord. Too many times we have emotions, but we don't go to the Lord with our emotions. We just go in our head. And the Lord is wanting us to go to him with our emotions. Oh, come on now. Everybody in here is emotional, right? Let's not act like we're not. Even the people who say they're not emotional are usually the most emotional. They just don't show it on the outside. We're emotional. So every time you, ha- and that's why the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And I just, that's what I, pray without ceasing. Because we're emotional. And we always have emotions about everything. And you should always be taking those things to prayer. When you're driving in your car, your little beat up, get up, whatever it is, and you ride by somebody and they pass, and somebody passed by you in the car that you really want, and that jealousy just, you need to pray because jealousy shouldn't be in there. Let your emotions lead you to prayer or let them lead you to praise. 
because we do have positive emotions. And when I say praise, I don't mean uh, that it always has to be praise to God. I mean, it should be. But if, you, if I have a positive emotion about Yana, then I say, Yana, girl, you're really growing. I'm really proud of you. Let it lead you to praise. And if I have a positive emotion about myself or about anything else that's going on, then I go to God. That's why in James 5.13 it says, let those who are cheerful, let them sing. Emotions are not bad. They can be. They can be misleading. It's up to us to control them. It's up to us to, to figure out how to balance them out, to not be emotionless, because then we are, we, it's hard for us to be loving. We can't be all emotional, because then we are all over the place. There has to be a balance between it. And I wrote something down, and I want to... I got to read it off, and I'm, that's it. I'm done. I hope this is, uh, Pastor Dylan said, I uh, hope this is a word for today. I hope, I hope it is. Uh, I wrote this. Living a life that doesn't allow for emotions or is completely led by emotion can be toxic for the joy you should have in the Lord. It can also be dangerous to the will of God for your life. God wants you to be free in Christ and not stuck in an emotionless vacuum. But don't trust your emotions, but you should listen to them. Weigh them. Ask yourself, is it real or fake, real or fake flesh or spirit? Let your emotions lead you to God and you follow his voice. Amen? God, we just ask that you help us, God, with our emotions, that you help us to put a balance, to balance our emotions, to not be too emotional, but to not also be emotionless. God, help us to grow in this. I pray that your uh, Holy Spirit convict uh, those who need to be convicted. I hope your Holy Spirit gives praise to those who should be praised for who do well at this, God. Help us. Uh, go to prayer every time we have an emotion that is not good, that is negative in our mind, God. And help us to go to praise and to, and to worship you and to sing to you every time we have good emotions. We're glad. We're happy. Father, we thank you for Christ. We thank you for his life. We know that all of this is based off of him. And if we have faith in Jesus Christ, that his word and his life and his death and his resurrection, God, we have hope for tomorrow, and we can always rejoice in that. And we thank you, Father, for who you are. And we just ask that you continue to help us, God, as we struggle through life, as we press through life, as we try to strive through life, God. And I just ask that you give your Holy Spirit, give us a supernatural power to push through, to, to be able to understand that the mundane things in life help us to see the good things that are in Christ, help us to be able to see that they're uh, there is hope on the other side. There is joy uh, in you. And, God, I just hope that, you, hope that you lead us and you guide us. Do not let your uh, spirit leave us. To, uh, help us to not grieve your Holy Spirit, God. Help us to be able to listen, to hear your voice, and to move when you say move. And we thank you for it. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. And we all say it? Amen. Amen. Uh, before you, oh, I have to do.